Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Six, and then both teams exchanging field goals in the fourth to make it 19, excuse me, 17 to nine. Uh, Bears just couldn't get anything going uh, rhythmically. Only three possessions in the second half. One of them after an inter- or excuse me, a fumble by Jordan Love. Justin Fields on the day, 11 for 16, 168 yards, five sacks on the day for 31 yards uh, with a QB rating of 97.9. Uh, didn't fumble the ball either, which is important for Justin Fields. No turnovers on the run on the ground. Khalil Herbert, 12 rushes, 28 yards. Roshan Johnson followed that up, five rushes for 20 yards for him. Justin Fields, only eight. On the day, eight rushes, attempts uh, for 27 yards. And the receiving end, uh, obviously, Justin Fields only completing 11 passes, so uh, not everybody was eating as much. DJ Moore, six targets on the day, four catches, 64 yards. Cole Komet, four targets, three catches for 41 yards for him uh, with a nice 27-yard uh, uh, bomb earlier in the game there. EQ saw some action getting a catch today, as did Tyler Scott, the rookie getting a catch for 12 yards early in the first half. Couldn't find anything else going in the second, though. Khalil Herbert, two catches out of the backfield for 13 yards. Village Jones looked good uh, with some pretty solid punt returns, I would say. And then on the defensive end, Demarcus Walker recording the only sack for the Chicago Bears. Uh, three pass deflections uh, by that uh, secondary. Eddie Jackson with one. Tyreek Stevenson with a critical one that saved the touchdown. And then uh, Terrell Smith, who stepped in for Jalen Johnson today. Uh, had himself a pass deflection as well. On the other side, the Green Bay Packers, just kind of consistent. Jordan Love, 27 for 32. Uh, Very efficient day, 84% completion percentage, 316 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions on the day. So in his last eight games, Jordan Love, 18 touchdowns, one interception in his last 18 games. Took one sack, as I mentioned, from Demarcus Walker, I had a QBR rating of 128, had a fumble uh, on one scramble. Uh, Aaron Jones was the was the key component, though. 22 rushes, 111 yards on the day. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of people are just talking about the weapons of the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, this is where it gets tricky, right? Because some people would say, oh, well, you know, Jordan Love's really good at moving the ball. And others would say, well, the Packers invested in their wide receivers and used some late-round picks on – some young talent, and it's paying off. Jaden Reed, four catches, 112 yards. Uh, Bo Melton, five catches for 62 yards and seven targets. Dontavian Wicks, who had two big touchdowns for the Packers, six catches, 61 yards. And then uh, Romeo Dobbs, let's, let's not forget. I mean, you're talking about Romeo Dobbs. You're talking about Christian Watson, two guys that were supposed to be big members of this offense, and they didn't even you know contribute, right? So so what, what, what can they look like in the future? 
on the defensive side of the ball. Five sacks is mentioned. Kenny Clark with one. Quay Walker with one. Deontay White had one as well. Lucas Van Ness, Lucas Van Ness, Carl Brooks all recording sacks as well for the Green Bay Packers who punched their ticket uh, to the NFL playoffs. They'll be taking on the uh, Dallas Cowboys next week. I know it's a game that most of us uh, most certainly will be watching. All right, uh, Coach Eberflus, after the game, talked to the media and and had a lot to say about not only the quarterback play of Justin Fields, but uh, the Chicago Bears as a whole. All right, uh, good evening. So to just uh, summarize what I told the players in the locker room, of course, there's two sides of this. You know, there's uh, obviously a disappointment in the loss uh, that we just had. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, that, that's disappointing. And we should have uh, done some things at the end uh, to be able to, to have a chance to win that when we were down by eight. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, fourth down. We get to jump jump off sides at that particular moment. You know, and then we get the holding penalty, which put us behind the sticks. And then we end up getting the sack. And then punt, we punt and pin there, uh, which uh, Gil did a really nice job with that a couple of times today. And then we, you know, the defense got him a couple of third downs where we needed those stops. You know, and that's that's where you got to win the game in the fourth quarter, or at least get a chance to tie it there, um, up at that moment. But then the other side of it is, you know, it's the end of our season. You know, so it's the end of our season, and I credited the players for the the, de- the development they had, you know, of this football team. You know, and not only that, but of themselves. And and I really credit those guys of hanging in there um, after the 0-4 start and the leadership that those guys had uh, to be able to do that to finish the the, the season off five and three. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, really a testament to all those guys in the room, the coaches, um, the support staff, and everybody in there uh, to be able to accomplish that. And, uh, you know, to double our, more than double our wins from the first year, obviously that's a – and I credit the guys that are first and second year players and also the guys that were here uh, before. And uh, the chemistry of the group is really is really good, and, and, that, and that's what it's about. And uh, that's going to carry us on to the future, and that's a heck of a foundation for us to go into the future. And uh, we're certainly excited about that. But again, there's two sides of the coin. Obviously, the disappointment for this, and but also the appreciation for the brotherhood that we formed in that locker room this year. So, with that, open up questions. It's okay. Yeah. So, like I said before, you know, we haven't had those meetings um, yet. And again, I welcome those meetings. We're going to have those here. Uh, what we're doing tomorrow, and tomorrow is strictly just, and that's uh, what, what I really know right now is tomorrow we're going to do the exit interviews with the players. And we did it last year. And uh, Ryan and I sit in my office, and it's uh, 10 minutes apiece. And we go from 7 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. And, uh, you know, we get feedback on every aspect of, of the program, all the systems that we have in place uh, relative to the performance staff, to the weight staff, to the trainers, uh, to the cafeteria, the food, uh, the schedule. And that's been invaluable to us, you know, the travel, how we travel on the road um, and everything there. So that is, is pretty exhaustive. Uh, but we get great feedback from the players, and that's how we're going to improve um, the Chicago Bears as we go forward by getting the, the, the feedback from the players because those are the ones that matter. You know, the players are, the, are our product, and we got to do a great job of doing everything we can to help them perform their very, their very best. And when you were talking about the future, it's going to be actually us. Is it your expectation that you will be part of that? Part of that? Yeah, that, that word, right? Expectation is a future word, right? So to me, um, you know, I, I got to be right here right now. Like I said, I have I have those meetings tomorrow, right? And then I'll have I'll have meetings after that later in the week. I don't know exactly when that is yet, um, with ownership, you know, and and, and everybody else, and we'll and we'll figure it out from there. Do you feel good about those meetings? Do you feel confident? 
Well, I do know I do know this, Jason, that that the uh, foundation has been set. You know, the standards are set how we operate. Uh, I do know that, and uh, you, I do know the locker room. I do know that for sure. And uh, you know, we we are standing on solid ground of hard work, of of passion for the game and enthusiasm for the game, and uh, we're just going to keep working together to to build this thing. Yeah, you know, it's really about, you know, converting, you know, on the on those critical downs. You know, it, that's what it's about. You know, when you uh, get to midfield, you know, you have third downs and, and, and fourth down tries in that part of the field. you got to convert. You have to convert on those, and that gets you into the scoring zone. And when you're in the scoring zone, you either can hit from the fringe, which we've done before with some really nice plays uh, to DJ uh, during the course of the year, I think, back on. Uh, but then you got to be good in the critical downs down there. You know, and that's where the we fell short today. If you look at the third downs on both sides of the ball, you know they were able to sustain drives because of those conversions, and we were they stopped us because of our inability to convert. And uh, it's always going to come down to that. That's why people spend all that time on that those 13 or 14 plays or 10 plays that you get during the course of the game. We we devote like almost a whole day to those, and uh, and every everybody does, and uh, they're so important. Yeah, when you look at those, you know, they're always going to be, you know, one of those things, right? You know, we put our, our players in position as coaches, you know, when it doesn't work, you know, you know, you as a play call, you have to look at that. Did I put our best players in position in coverage, you know, in that particular play, in the kicking game? Did I put them in the right spot uh, to be able to make the play? And then you look at the execution side of it, you know. Was it executed well uh, based on the play design, based on the coverage, based on a multitude of things? So I think you have to look at all of it, uh, all encompassing. It's not just one or the other. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm going to go back and look at it. I, I don't. I don't recall that being any substitution issue there. You're talking about DJ. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, DJ. Yeah, DJ had an outstanding year, you know, and he's right. just. A, we, we all know that, but did the passing offense make the gains you would expect? Getting yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, when you look at the numbers, I, I would say that it didn't, you know, because we're at the uh, bottom tenth of the league or bottom third of that league. I think 27, I think it was last time, but uh, you know, so obviously that needs to improve. You know, um, you know, and the, the the passing offense, you know, runs through our skilled players, right? Which is Cole. You know, Cole had a lot, of, you know, really good season, and so did DJ. You know, so we're certainly excited about that, um, and we got some good shots down the field from Justin. You know, he, he made some good connections with um, with uh, DJ and Cole this year, and uh, again, we just got to continue to improve that. Yeah, Justin, you know, Justin's head bounced off the turf, and then he went to three plays left, and then yeah. he returned yes, after one play. Did you fear a concussion? Yeah, it, it was way across the field, so I couldn't see if it was a hit, you know, to the head or not. And and I think the replay showed it wasn't. Um, but uh, again, that's the process that the NFL has, you know, for that. And it's a good process because you know you want to get guys that are injured, that are wobbly or whatever, off the field to get them checked. And that's what they did. And they took them to the tent. And in the tent is a is an independent doctor, which is which is everybody has that. And then there's our trainer and our doctor. And the independent doctor clears them, and he cleared them pretty quick. You know, it was like one play. 
and he sent him back in. But the process is there, you know, for that reason. No, I reacted to it. Yeah, I reacted to it for sure because you know our guys taking some hits during the course of the year, and I want to make sure that you know we're protecting you know our quarterback. And to me, like again, I'm I'm like 50 yards away. It's 53 and some change right across the field. So I'm I'm probably 50 yards away. So I'm looking through a bunch of people. But again, I just saw you know, what happened afterward. I couldn't see exactly where the placement was. But again, I'm always going to be battling for our guys. Yeah, beating our division is always important. You know, we had a couple of good quality wins this year uh, in the division, and uh, that's always going to be the number one goal. Uh, and again, it's always one game at a time, uh, one one process, one group versus another group, and you got to keep it that way. But again, we know how important this game is against Green Bay, and again, we got to put our best foot forward going forward. Yeah, I mean, like I said. You know, I'll have those conversations with ownership, you know, um, you know, here coming forward, you know, so it'll be midweek in there somewhere, I'm sure, uh, when we set the schedule. And uh, but again, our focus is tomorrow, you know, is for the exit meetings for the players. Whether, whether, it's, whether it's Justin coming back or a new quarterback coming in, as a rookie, you guys need more production yeah, you know, it's again, we're looking at all those evaluations, you know, as we go forward. Um, and it's not just Justin, it's not just the quarterback position. You know, it, we're looking at production from everything. How can we improve the Chicago Bears, okay, going into 2024, into that season with the acquisitions that we get? Um, you know, and that's through free agency. You know, we still have good, good space there and also through the draft. And that's going to be important. And again, we're not there yet. We're not at that process. Uh, we're just going to evaluate this group. Uh, we're going to get great feedback from that group. And we're going to implement those changes um, for the group that comes in next year. And that, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, Jalen's just a good player. I mean, he can cover guys. And, uh, you know, it's certainly we had an injury also to the Smitty. You know, that certainly hurt. You know, so you're you know dealing with a couple of things there in terms of, of that. But, you know, Jalen's had a heck, a heck of a year. He can really cover. And he's bought into our, our style, too, in terms of taking the ball away, tackling. And uh, we really like where he is. Yeah, I'm going to go back and look at it. But, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, I, I felt their pass rush, um, but I didn't feel ours. You know, we just got to do a good job of seeing what that is, you know. Um, and, again, we did some pressure some. We did, we did some of those things. But, again, I'll go back and look at it. But, uh, you know, my, my you know hats off to the defensive guys. They've done a really good job of coming together, played some really good solid football uh, during the course of this last eight weeks. And uh, we didn't we didn't play our best today. Talk about how you two more. Yeah, um, I would just say that, the, you know, he had good rhythm, good timing. I thought they caught some contested catches, you know, that we usually break up. You know, we got to do a good job of busting a triangle and finishing plays uh, there. We did bust up a couple of them, you know, the touchdown to catch and the one in the back. And uh, But, uh, yeah, we just got to continue to compete there. Talk about how your players developed from the beginning of season to now. Mm -hmm. How did you evaluate your own development as a head coach in your second season? Yeah, you know, this second season was different, right? You know, so the first year I started out as a CEO coach, right, uh, managing uh, the whole group, and I thought that was good because it allowed me to be able to oversee offense, defense, kicking game management. And then now, uh, the second game of the season, I was put into the defensive coordinator role, and uh, and I enjoyed that. You know, and I thought it was a, a good um, for me. It was good for good for the team, and good good for the Bears. But again, we'll evaluate that going forward. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's where it is.
All right. It's Coach Eberflus talking to the media after the game. Bears lose to the Green Bay Packers 17-9. to Gabe Ramirez with you here on 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. You're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank. It's not a game, Illinois.com. Uh, we have a an interesting day for you, as we always do on Mondays following Bears games. Uh, last one of the season. Uh, Dustin Rhodes is going to be taking over at 5 a.m. with the pregame show, giving you all the updates and everything that's happening around the NFL and and the, and the likes. Uh, Mully and Hall jump on right after that. And they got three great guests for you. Olin Krutz doesn't get any better than that. He's hanging out with the fellas at 7 a.m. So in just about four hours from right now, DJ Moore uh, had himself a day today leading the Bears. Uh, he'll be on with Mully and Hall at 8 a.m. And then Brad Biggs. Uh, we'll be on at 9. After that, Bernstein and Holmes come on following them. And they got Anthony Heron. He comes on at 11. Dan Wiederer jumps on at 12 from the Take the North podcast. Parkinson Spiegel, they begin at 2. You know the fellas, the usual suspects. 2.40, Kurt Warner's going to jump on. Mark Grody's going to hang out at 4 o'clock. And then Jalen Johnson. You know, he didn't play today, but would you? If you were, if you had the season you had, and you know this game wasn't going to make a difference on the money that you made, even though it still did, people still said that with Jalen Johnson on the sideline, it probably made him more money because it just showed, you know, what kind of a fall off there is. Uh, but Jalen Johnson, he's going to be talking to Parkinson Spiegel at five p.m. Make sure you guys set your alarms for that. Uh, but we're taking your phone calls right now. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Thoughts on the game? A lot of people just. Done with Lou Getzi. I mean, if you were to go on the internet, it's just crazy. And even on our own Instagram account, 670 the score on IG, you know, we put up a picture of Justin Fields saying that this was going to be his revenge game. And all 214 comments under the picture just, you know, are trashing Justin Fields. But that's, you know, people are on the fence. I wonder what you think after a game like that. Stacey King, you know what he said? It looked like the Bears are trying to sabotage Justin Fields. And his career in Chicago. That's what Stacey King said. Uh, but what do you say? 312-644-6767. Let's go to Cliff. Cliff. Excuse me. Cliff, welcome to the show. Hey, what's happening? I like Cliff, though. I, 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 hey, that's all right. You can go for it. <laughs> um, listen, Iberflus, I've been up and down with him. And he's improved the defense. He's, you know, going from three to seven wins. But I'm sorry, him and Getsy let their little ego get get in the way and let their little stubbornness get in the way by not learning what goes wrong. And today, I knew it was going to happen. Not today, but I knew eventually it was going to happen. The coin toss and taking the ball and giving two possessions in a row to Green Bay, he does that every time, and it hasn't bit him, but it bit him today. The score was 17-9. to Seven to six going into halftime. Green Bay comes out and they score a touchdown. First drive of the second half. Like you said, they only had three possessions or three or four possessions really in the second half. That being Chicago. That right there, if they let him go and get Harbaugh or anyone, I'm fine. Because that's just stupid. You have brought this defense up to a certain point. You've made them better. Why not go out there and just let them have that first half or the first drive, let the other team have the ball, and let your defense set a tone. All right, hold on, Cliff, because I want to be very clear on a couple of things. One, 
you know, they've been getting the ball first when they win the toss. They've been doing it all year long because they feel very comfortable uh, with the scripted plays that you've they been have. A, you've been skating by because it was oh, going to. You oh, don't do that. Hold on. You just don't. Hold on. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then let's not forget, they, they've been very successful when getting the ball first, putting up touchdowns. And, and what they're really trying to do is give Justin Fields a cushion, right? Have him feel good about what's going on. And they did that. Okay. They got a field goal, okay. 10 now, play. Okay. You get, right. You did. You, go, you go ahead, Cliff. Go ahead, Cliff. You, you go ahead and talk. I got you. You go ahead and talk. I got you. You got three points, and you still have, what is the total of the game, 60 minutes? You still have 40-something minutes left or 50-something minutes left. That's why you give up the ball because in the second half, if you have the ball first and you score, you have much less time to let the other team either come back or, you know, score. It's just a, it, it's, it's science. Cliff, let me, Cliff, let me ask you this. Cliff, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think Justin Fields plays better with the lead or coming from behind? Honestly, to, to me, it wouldn't matter because the first half, <laughs> you still have, no, this, no, no. I like this, the answer. I like the answer, actually. No, no, no. It wouldn't matter. And I'm going to tell you what. Because your second half, you have only 30 minutes, and you have only so many possessions in that second half. So give yourself as many chances to score. I'm not saying the first half doesn't mean anything. No. It's just a simple thing of time and data that's showing that. And you gave them two possessions in a row. And most times, that's why teams do it, is because they will have two possessions in a row. That's one, that's one advantage. And the second advantage, the major advantage, again, you have the ball first in the second half. Whether you're down or whether you're up, once you score, okay, that time then plays to your advantage. You right. cannot continue. I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I'm sorry. Let me go back for a minute. I know what you're saying about it's been working, but it was going to bite him eventually, and this won't be the first time. That leads me to where today, LaFleur, in the first game, and he's been doing it well, since last year, he just outposts Eberflus, and he undresses them badly. Yeah, that's well, the, the, does that. I, I hear you, Cliff, but we have to also give credit where it's due, right? And and when you're looking at this Packers team, first half, they only had three possessions, right? But look at this. 12 plays, 52 yards, six minutes on the first one that resulted in the missed field goal. Second possession, 11 plays. 92 yards, seven minutes, touchdown on their second one. Third one, seven plays, 56 yards, uh, and they couldn't get they couldn't get the playoff quick enough. I couldn't get the playoff. They couldn't get the playoff quick enough. And then, I mean, so you know, these are efficient drives. 12 plays, 11 plays, seven plays, missed field goal. The Packers didn't punt today. Like, think about that. They only had 17 points, and the Packers did not punt today. Second half was more of the same. Nine That's like pl- a statistical anomaly. How is that possible? Right, 17 points, no punting. S- second half begins to Cliff's point. Nine play, 75-yard drive that results in the touchdown. You know, if not for the fumble... All their all their drives are just you know destroying the soul of the Bears. Jordan Love fumbles the ball. Bears get a field goal as a result of it. Then Green Bay comes back and answers. Five plays, sixty-five yards, two-minute drive to get a field goal. 
Isn't that isn't that isn't this what we've seen from the Bears though this whole season? The inability to perform at a high level on the defensive side of the ball in the last two possessions of the quarters or the halves, excuse, excuse me. And it's exactly what happened. Get the field goal there. Bears get the ball back, punt it because they can't do anything. And what does is, what is Green Bay do? They go on a 12-play, 61-yard drive that lasted damn near seven minutes that began on their own six-yard line. So, again, I mean, I say that to say you got to tip your cap to Jordan Love. 27 for 32? He's handling he's, – he, he – played a damn near flawless game for the Packers and and it resulted in a in a in a a game that didn't have much pressure or anxiety for them. They didn't feel that. Let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. It's Pat out in Joliet. Pat, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Gabe? How you doing? Hanging in there, man. So talk to me about uh what what you took away from this Green Bay win and this Bears loss? Yeah, uh, so real quick, you know, last caller was talking about the coin coin toss and Bears taking the ball first. I think that had everything to do with they knew what the Packers' offense was doing and what Jordan Love's been doing, and they wanted to keep him on the sidelines. And they, quite frankly, I, I think it's a smart move, and they end up putting points on the board, like you said. So, I mean, I don't think it's a bad move. I just don't think it had anything to do with the Bears coming out and saying, hey, we're going to take it to them. I think it just had everything to do with, look, we're going to try and keep love on the sidelines. They're at home. Let's keep this crowd under control. And that, that's just kind of my take on that. But um, in terms of the game, I think it's pretty damning on a lot of on a lot of aspects. Um, the quarterback front, when, if you're just talking about the quarterbacks, love and fields, I mean, love was clearly the better quarterback and it wasn't even close in this game. And quite frankly, man, it's it's only a year into his career, but he's already the better pro quarterback. Um, you look like you look at what he's done all year. He had a bumpy ride with the Packers to start, um, but even week one, his third game as a pro, third full game as a pro, and he came out balling. And then he dipped in October, and he had a rough October. He was in, inconsistent, and I mean, honestly, since the end of October, since week the last second half of the season, a little more than that. I mean, I forgot what his stats were. He put up 19 touchdowns in one pick over the last 10 games. I mean, he's been the best quarterback in the NFL, arguably, since since then. And that's in his first year. And the Bears are still talking about Justin Fields trying to get it together in year three. And, I mean, and I don't want to hear – I mean, even last year, the excuses were out there, well, you know, they got to get him a – they got to get him some offense. They got to get him the player. And, okay, to get him DJ Moore. And, and they did that. But, I mean, you look what Love did. I mean, Love's got – no, his all pro tackle, all pro left tackle, out. His wide receiver one, been out for more than half the year. His RB one, Aaron Jones, been in and out of lineup all year. That Green Bay t- defense, terrible for most of the year. And what does he do? He just balls out, puts over, puts up 4,300 passing yards, 33 passing touchdowns and 11 picks, 30, 38 total touchdowns and 11 picks for the year. And that's with Dontavian Wicks. With Jaden Reed, granted these guys are awesome. These are great draft picks. Bo Melton off the practice squad. I mean, so like, I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to hear the excuses. Like, it's just that whole excuse thing, that whole excuse train for the last couple of years. Like, the Packers and Love just could not have just crapped more on that whole 
that whole thing that the Bears are going through that the Bears fans are saying, like even going back to last year when they're saying, hey, they got to get pieces around fields. No, like look what the Packers did. They got pieces, but they're all rookies and second-year players, and love is just knowing what to do with the ball. Like today with that zone coverage of the Bears, he died up like it was nothing. The Bears, when they dropped back in the coverage in that zone, he knew where to go with the ball on the money. I mean, the Bears weren't stopping him. And I mean, they're lucky. It was 17-9. This, they're, this game should have been more like 27-9 or 30-9. I mean, they put up 400, I think, 28 total yards. Like you said, just said, love 317 passing yards, five incompletions. I mean, and he, had the, he should have had three touchdowns that one got overturned in the end zone, whatever. But, I mean, look, like, he showed in year one that he is light years better quarterback than Justin Fields. And that's with all the same excuses that the Bears fans and that, you know, Bears media and all that, and even guys on here on the score, Mullen Hall and all them, talking about how they got to get pieces around Fields. He had the same thing this year. And look what he did. Let me ask so you like, this, Pat. Just, Let me ask you this. How, how far away do you think the Bears are? How many years? Uh, it, that, that's a tough question. It, 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 probably a couple years, but it depends on what they're going to do. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Justin Fields is going to be the guy. So, if you go back to rookie quarterback, then the Bears are right where they were three years ago. No, they're not. So, I mean, I no, they're, don't, they are not right where they were three years ago. This is a much better team than it was three years ago. I, I'm just saying in terms of the whole quarterback here. So you go back to yeah. quarterback, you don't know what you're going to get. But, I mean, they, they got good pieces. I'll give them that. They got – you got D.J. Moore. Defense got a lot better. But, again, I think that, you know, the Bears defense is playing good the last four or five games and look at the quarterbacks that they played, okay? So, I mean, like, let's – you know, they, they still got a lot of work to do. Like, and and I think the court, the coach and the offense coordinator have – everything to do with that and that's the last point i want to make like look at what love's doing look who he's got he's got lafleur a guy that is a great play caller and then and him and love just gel that's what the bears need to do if they want to take that step not just to beat the packers just to be a good football team and have a good quarterback you need to find that head coach that's going to gel with your quarterback and maybe that could be fields i don't know like they they could totally find the they could totally find the right head coach that gels with Fields and gets him to blossom out. I, I I don't know, but I mean that that's what you need to find. You need to find the right head coach, offensive play call minded, that can gel with your quarterback, and you're going to be on the same page because obviously that's not Eberflus and Fields, and yeah. Eberflus is a defensive coach anyway. So yeah. I mean you got to you got that's what you, that's what you got to go do. You got to go find that guy. Thanks for the call, Pat. I appreciate it, man. You bring up some great great points, and I think. You know, really, the game really did point out, just like it did in week one, where the Bears are at. Week one, it proved to you that you weren't ready. You weren't there yet. And the three games that followed proved that when you started off 0-4. And then at the end of the season, when you thought you had some traction, some footing, you thought you had a good grasp of who you were as a team. You know how many people I had to hear listen say that the Bears were the Detroit Lions of last year? Oh, just like this, ending hot on a high note. It's great. But, you know, you got to play. All right. Uh, but what, what did Justin Fields have to say after the game? Did he, you know, I heard, we heard he said goodbye. What did that goodbye sound like? Did it sound like goodbye forever? Uh, Justin Fields and his post-game presser uh, will play for you after the break. But don't forget, you're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday uh, presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game, Illinois.com. Just so much stuff going on today on 670 The Score.
Like if you're heading home and you're just leave, leave your radio right there on 670 so that when you wake up, you can hear one of these guests, amazing guests today. I'm going to be hanging out with you guys till five o'clock. Got about an hour and a half left. Then Dustin Rhodes takes over with the pregame show. That leads you right into Mully and Hall. And they got three great guests for you. 7 a.m. Olin Krutz jumps on with the fellas. Then DJ Moore jumps on at 8. Brad Biggs talks to the guys at 9. Then Bernstein and Holmes take over. They have two guests for you, Anthony Heron and Dan Weeder at 11 and 12. Then Parkins and Spiegel come on. They got Kurt Warner. Yes, that Kurt Warner at 2.40 p.m. Mark Grody jumps on at 4. My Oak Park brother. And then Jalen Johnson. That's the guy I always listen to every week. If I don't catch it live, because uh, I do set an alarm. I have a weekly alarm at 4.58. If I, don't ca- if I don't catch it live, I always check it out on the Odyssey app. I want to encourage you guys to do the same. If you're not going to be around, make sure you download that Odyssey app so you can catch every single show's podcast version so you can hear uh, from some of the best guests in the city. All right. Uh, what did Justin Fields have to say about his performance and his potential future with the Chicago Bears? Uh, he will tell you that next. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Third and four. Look at that. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast to more inside the 30 finally is able to get slowed down by valentine and stopped by walker a chase by walker 
And the secondary finally able to get a couple of bodies on him, but not until it picked up 33. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. It's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. Gabe Ramirez broadcasted live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers all the way till 5 a.m. Ton of guests lined up for you guys. As you heard, uh, Bears lose to the Green Bay Packers, 17-9, Justin Fields. You know, if you're going to have decent games where people are going to support you, uh, you got to expect that when you have a bad one, there are going to be some that turn their back on you or that the chorus of boos will become a bit louder. And that's exactly what happened after this one. Justin Fields, 11 for 16, 148, uh, 148 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles, had eight rushes for 27 yards. Um, but a lot of people would say, hey, man, it doesn't matter. Like that right there, not his fault. It's a little gutsy thing. It's not a Justin Fields thing. Don't 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 look at the fact that Justin Fields was three for eleven from third downs, and that Jordan Jordan Love was seven for ten. Don't look at those things. Bears only thirteen first downs on the day. Wow, that's that's crazy, man. I was looking at some of the stats. Bears um, second in the league in rush. Obviously, you know tops in the league in rushing rushing defense on rushing offense. Bears second in the league in rushing yards, just behind the Baltimore Ravens. Bears, however. If you look at the top eight teams in the league, Bears being one of them, top eight rushing teams in the league, Bears are the only one that does not have a a rush for over 40 yards. That's, 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 wow. The length, the longest run for the Bears was 39 yards, of course. That's great. Um, but the Bears offense got to, got to get better, right? And it's not just in the rushing department. It's, it's the passing department. It's the whole the team as a whole. And the good thing is this, whether you are on team stick with Justin Fields or on team move on from Justin Fields, both are true. You want to move on from Luke Getze and you want to see the Bears, you know, have sustained success for years to come. And, you know, hopefully we all believe in Ryan Poles to be able to do that. All right, uh, let's take some uh, let's take some phone calls. Um, actually, before we do, don't forget, you know, uh, Dustin Rhodes leading into the pregame show, 5 o'clock. Mully and Hall taking over after that. 7, 8, 9 a.m., top of the hours. They have guests for you. Olin Krutz, DJ Moore, Brad Biggs. 7, 8, 9 is when those gentlemen will be on there. Bernstein and Holmes follow after that. 11 a.m. and 12 p.m., Anthony Heron, Dan Weeder are jumping on with the fellas, then Parkinson Spiegel. They got three great guests for you guys. Kurt Warner jumping on at 2.40, Mark Grody at 4, and then Jalen Johnson at 5 p.m. All right, let's go to the phone calls. You got some thoughts about the game? Maybe uh maybe maybe you're willing to go pick up Luke Getzey and be his Uber uh on his last day with the Bears. Uh let's go to John from Pontiac. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good uh, to be on. Yes. Take my call. So talk to me about what, what you think the, the the plan for the Bears is. Not just the future for the Bears, but the future for Justin Fields. Well, you know, Justin Fields, is he a great passer? No. Is he a great runner? Yes. My my thing with Justin Fields is you just this year gave him a number one receiver. You addressed the offensive line, which you will probably continue to do in this draft. And you've 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 molded your game plan more around Justin Fields. 
okay, well, the thing is, is if you have done that already, you're going to continue to do that. Being that you have the number one pick, you can trade down, get more capital, which in turn will help improve your roster. And when you do that, Justin Fields, A, has another year without the, the option. If you take his option, then you have two more years. And you, I think that with, with proper drafting, Justin Fields is already a top 15 quarterback. I mean, I don't know if you agree with that or not. But I think he's 13 to 17. Uh, John, that's where I exactly. 13 to 17 exactly. is the range, but I don't think he could be a top 10 quarterback in the league. I tell you, if 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 the Bears get Marvin Harrison Jr., don't you think Justin Fields is going to become a top 10 quarterback? Let me, no, and let me tell you why. Let, let me tell you why. Look at his stats for today, okay? Justin Fields, 11 for 16, 148 yards, okay? DJ Moore, mm-hmm. six targets, okay? After the next highest. Wide receiver with targets, Equinemius St. Brown, or excuse me, Tyler Scott with two. You see what I'm saying? So I just, if, if, if this is the game next year and Marvin Harrison Jr. has three targets and DJ Moore has six, or they both have four, I'm going to be pissed. But here's the other thing is I don't feel, you know, all you had this game was DJ Moore. You know, you didn't have. But you had Cole Komet. Give why like like even if it's Coca like Coca had four targets, right? Like I'm talking about the inability to keep drives going. Only 13 first downs, three for 11 on on third down. Like if you're three for 11 on third down, the drive can't continue in order for you to ha- give Marvin Harrison Jr. more targets. And if you give Marvin Harrison Jr. targets and DJ Moore doesn't get like you know what I'm saying like. I want a top tier wide receiver to pair alongside DJ Moore. That without question. Well, there needs to be help there. Well, a, I'm just well, I, a Marvin Harrison is a generational talent. Let's just and call can, that how it is. Wait, 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 wait. Why? Why? Wait, 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 wait. Because because I've had this argument on Twitter for the last forty eight hours. Why okay. are Why are we allowed to say that Marvin Harrison Jr. is a generational talent? Because some experts have said that, but we are not allowed to say that Caleb Williams is a generational talent when some experts have said that. I also agree. I okay. feel like Caleb Williams is a generational talent. Okay. But but I've also seen flaws in Caleb Williams' game when his offense struggles. And offense is 11, 11 players. It's not just one player. But my other, my other point being is you're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Then you're also going to invest into the offensive line again, which you figure if you give – Justin Fields, another half second, maybe even a whole second to make that decision. Either he's running up the field for 50 yards, or maybe then we actually finally get to see the deep field Justin pass, uh, Justin Fields passing that we've seen and we know he can do. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. When was the last time you saw Justin Fields? When was the last time you saw a Bears receiver catch a ball in stride and run into the end zone? It's been a minute. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah, been a minute. Yeah, you haven't. But, That's my point, though. That's my point. We can talk about all this stuff, but until it's actually happening on a consistent basis, like, we, it, it, you can't. You bring up Marvin Harrison Jr. and saying, like, he's some flawless individual. Go look at his game against Notre Dame earlier in the year in September. Ohio wins 17-14. You know what Marvin Harrison Jr. does against a top-ranked team in the Notre Dame? 
three catches for 32 yards. Over 10 yards a catch, okay? And if you can mix that in, I'm, I'm, I, I really Is think that, that's your rebuttal? that you're being very pessimistic. Dude, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, if you get a generational receiver, look at what happened to the Bengals. When Jamar Chase went to the Bengals. You had Joe Burrow throwing him the ball. You're comparing. You had T. Higgins. You had you, Joe you, Burrow throwing him the ball. Like, stop, stop trying to make some, like, stop trying to pretend like if you get, if you get Marvin Harrison Jr., then Justin Fields becomes Joe Burrow. I, I'm, I'm not pretending that he's going to become Joe Burrow, but I'm saying that if you have an alpha, a beta receiver, a decent offensive line, it's not unheard of. Okay, let me ask you this, John, because I hear what you're saying, because yeah. I, I, agree, I agree with what you're saying. I want to be very clear. If any quarterback gets Marvin Harrison Jr. and D.J. Moore, they're going to be better, right? Any quarterback. So, so I agree exactly. with Right, so I agree with you wholeheartedly there, right? The, the, the issue that I have, again, is, is with Justin Fields. I understand that you, you feel that Justin Fields isn't a top echelon quarterback. Okay, but we've also seen in the NFL that you don't have to be a top five quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And that's the bottom line. It's not about putting up 5,000 passing yards and 50 touchdowns with 25 rushing touchdowns. It's about winning the trophy. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, again, I, this is just one that we're going to agree to disagree on, John. And I, and I appreciate the call, and I appreciate the, the sentiment. It's just extremely difficult for me to try to get behind a narrative that is praying to little baby Jesus that this space between where Justin is at in the present and where you want him to be magically gets filled in if Marvin Harrison Jr. is here. It's tough for me to do it. And you talk about, you know, and I, and I hate this argument about, oh, you can do it with a, you know, you don't have to have a top quarterback in the league. What? What? Go look at the 14 teams in the playoffs right now. Go look at them. And then ask yourself, where are the top 10 quarterbacks in the league? You know where they are? They're in the playoffs. Go look at the go look at the 14. I've already done this. Go look at the 14. Go look at those quarterbacks. And don't tell me what you think Justin Fields would do if he had X, Y, and Z. Tell me what Justin Fields is doing right now compared to those quarterbacks. And the top 10 are in the playoffs. And here, I'll just go, just because I love doing this kind of stuff, I'll go ahead and read you your Super Bowl winners for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. Patrick Mahomes, first pick in the draft. Our first round pick, excuse me. Matthew Stafford, first pick in the draft. Tom Brady before that, who we know is an anomaly, right? Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. I mean, do we got to do this? Why do we have to do this? This is silly. If I take 20, the last 20 quarterbacks, there's a higher percentage of number one picks or players that are taken in the top five that are winning Super Bowls. And then if you were to go look at who they were playing, go look at their opponent. Go look at the people who they lost to in the, in the conference championship. These are all individuals that were taken high in the draft with court, like their quarterbacks. Can you find some scenarios where you get, a, a you know, a, again, some outliers? Sure, we can all do that. But the fact of the matter is there's a higher probability that you get to take a top 10 quarterback if you're picking at that space. And that's all I want. I want to be greedy. I want more. Let's go to Big Mac. 
sauce on so- Big Mac, no bun in the middle. <laughs> Hello. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you uh, for taking my call. Do me but, a favor, uh, though. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Turn off yeah. your radio, though. Okay. Thank yeah, yeah, you. yeah. I want to be able to hear you. Yes. Okay. Uh, we talking about getting a. Uh, the first, uh, if we get the first round draft pick, which we have, getting another quarterback, but it, it ain't gonna make no sense with another quarterback. Don't make no difference who the quarterback is if the offensive line can't give the quarterback a little protection. I ain't said that offensive line have to be perfect, but but it ain't all about just the quarterback. The quarterback needs some help. Do you agree with that? Let me ask you this question. Do do the Bears have a average offensive line? Answer that, please. I would say a tick above average. A tick above average. Yeah. So do you think that would take you to the – a tick above average can take you to the Super Bowl or get you into the playoff? I would no. tell you. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got to let me answer, answer the questions yeah. if you're going to ask them. Right, right. Hold on. Let me answer, answer the question. Let me answer the question. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'll tell you. Th- hold on. I'll tell you this. If With this team right uh-huh. now, with a above average, with a tick above average offensive line, if there was a better quarterback playing, the Bears would be in the playoffs. Brother. If I do you agree you, with that? You do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? No, no, I don't. You don't agree with that? I mean, do you see that? Look, just take an eye test. Every time Fields get if Jordan Love was if Jordan Love was on this Bears team, if Jordan Love was on this Bears team, would they make the playoffs? From the center, the defense is all over. This is not a conversation. All right, this isn't a conversation. I'll be honest, and I'll be very clear. I am. I love taking phone calls, especially on this overnight show, right? especially because I love listening to people and I love hearing other people's opinions. But you can't ask three questions in a row, don't let me answer. And then when I ask you a question, we don't listen, we don't answer, you talk over me like, now you're being, that's rude. So we can't have that on the phone, all right? Because then I'll just cut you off and I cut nobody off. Uh, let's go back out to the phones, though. It's Gabriel Ramirez here on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank and it's not a game, Illinois.com. Uh, taking your phone calls all the way till 5 o'clock, 312 uh, Dustin Rhodes taking over at 5 o'clock. Mully and Hall, you want to hear Olin Krutz and what he has to say about the Bears game? He's going to be on at 7. Oh, you want to hear from DJ Moore, what he thinks about the Chicago Bears and the situation that they're in? You could hear him talk at 8 a.m. Then Brad Biggs jumps on at 9. Bernstein and Holmes after that. They got Anthony Heron and Dan Weeder at 11 and 12. Parkins and Spiegel, they wrap up the whole thing. 2.40, they got Kurt Warner. Mark Grody jumps on at 4. And then Jalen Johnson. Jumps on with the fellas at 5 p.m. Must listen to radio. Set your alarms right now. In the meantime, I mean, the Bears down. Down bad. This is, this, is not the, this is not the way the Bears wanted to end their season. Not the Bears themselves, not the fan base, not the organization. Um, and, and it puts us in this position where now we do have to talk about and we can talk about the future of the Chicago Bears organization, what they are going to do. And for that, we take calls. Uh, let's go to Rod. Rod, I know you're a Packers fan. Yes. I know you're a Packers fan. I am so a Packer fan. Tell me what you want the Bears to do in this situation. I want the Bears to keep Justin Fields, draft a receiver, and do nothing with their offensive line. And that would make me, as a Packer fan, 100% thrilled. Why? And I, uh, I don't think Justin Fields, and I, I know I, I've loved listening to this arg- the arguments, uh, 
I, I just don't think in watching him the last how many years that, that he's a top-flight NFL quarterback. Uh, receiver help isn't what you guys need more. I think it's offensive line. The Packers' defense yesterday, I mean, you saved a coordinator's job who was going to get fired two weeks ago because they couldn't block. He was constantly under pressure. I, I just don't see him making the reads fast enough uh, that that's one thing I love watching when they play Green Bay. Green Bay had a good controlled rush yesterday, but you know, listening to the arguments back and forth, yeah, he he's not the guy. Rod, let me ask you he's this. Let me guy. ask you this because I I know I'm going to get there's a bunch of people calling in right now, and I'm going to ask them if they'd rather have Justin Fields over Jordan Love, and all of them are going to say Justin Fields. Uh, what would you say in that? If I were to ask you, who would you prefer? Well, this goes back to the I. I'll answer your question. I would have Jordan Love, and this comes into an organizational thing, and this is why the Packers have beaten the Bears 10 times in a row, is because they drafted Jordan Love early. They did just like they did with Rodgers. They sat him. He learned the position. He learned the game. If Jordan Love would have been in the Bears system, he would not be where he is in year four because he wouldn't have had the opportunity to develop. So the Bears have to be willing to develop someone. Fields, if you put him in the Packers system and, and he would have been able to sit a year or two, would probably be doing exactly what Jordan Love is doing. Yeah, I, I love I love that, Rod. Thanks for the call. And you bring up a great point. And it's, some, it's actually not a great point, but a great reminder that, it, that you know, an organization does matter. Where a quarterback lands does matter. And a lot of people that are championing for Justin Fields, I'm sure they agree with that sentiment. And they feel like, you know, the coaching staff, the organization, the talent around him is the reason for Justin Fields' lack of success. And I just want to be very clear. I think Justin Fields is good. I think he's good. Is Justin Fields good? Yes. The answer is yes. He is a 13 to 7, in my mind, a, thir- uh, a quarterback that ranks from 13 to 17. Right there. Not top 10, though. And the Bears have an opportunity. It's not a guaranteed one. I'm not sitting up here saying, like, oh, it doesn't matter who we take. It's going to be the guy. And, oh, yeah, clearly Rob just pointed out. And then he's going to the Bears. So there's, there's less certainty there around that. But the chance exists. We talked about this earlier. 50% chance he busts. Yeah, but there's a 50% chance that he becomes a generational talent. And then you do draft him, and you don't put the pressure on him from the beginning, and you allow him to, to cook for a little bit. There's a lot of people that are upset about that statement. though. Uh, and we will take their phone calls and their thoughts on it because I want you to hear them. Uh, what is the argument that they are making for Justin Fields to continue to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears? Do you agree with that statement? Or do you think the Bears should move on? 312-644-6767. We will take your calls after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez here on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday, presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.